Welcome back to The Baby Monitor, a podcast of family horrors. Act 2, Episode 10. This is what adults do when the relationship goes to hell and they haven't had sex in weeks and they don't even care anymore, but they think they should. They schedule date night. Miss Danny's waiting at the Platt house when Lissa drops off Asher. They trust her because she is a Master's of Early Childhood Education candidate. Or maybe she's still an undergrad. Lissa can't remember, and it really doesn't matter. Miss Danny feels so much younger than her, either way. She tells her, Thanks for being here on such late notice. We were planning a date night I almost forgave. I mean, forgot. Forgot. Date night. Miss Danny says she is sorry about, you know, the situation at the daycare. And Lissa responds, thanks, yeah, God, gotta go. When she gets to the restaurant, she finds Richard already there. And by the time they get a table, it feels late. Disastrously late. Like they need to sprint back to their individual cars and race home and still they will find their baby gone missing and their babysitter gone mad. Richard is wearing his work clothes, business casual, slacks and check shirts, and there is no worse look for men. Liz is wearing the scrap she threw on that morning, and she overapplied her lipstick to make up for it. They sit in silence for a long time, and neither can count on liquor to loosen them, because they both have to drive home. Around them, the clink of wine glasses decorates the hum of conversation like wind chimes in still summer air. Lissa says, Thanks for hanging the lights. He nods. I never would have done it. If it were up to me, I'd probably hang Halloween decorations and leave them up all year long. She worries she's made things worse instead of better, but Richard smiles, and even laughs, and this relaxes her. You thought about what to get Asher for Christmas? He shrugs. What do you get a baby? A stuffed animal, I guess. He has so many. Richard runs his fingers around his glass, and Lissa watches them, gets distracted thinking about those strong hands she fell in love with. She blinks when he asks, how do you remember things? I don't know. Write them down? Do you keep a diary or something? She shakes her head. No. I have to touch them. I love touching things. The lights, the house, everything. You. I have a terribly inconsistent memory. Most of my life, all my childhood, I don't know why, but I can't recall it. Things I did yesterday I forget. Songs and pictures. Nothing. But when I hold things, everything I've ever done with those things in my hands comes back to me. Churchill, the, the bulldog that I gave Asher when he was born. When my parents took all my stuffed animals to Goodwill, he had fallen out of the box. And when I came home from college, he was the only one left. Richard laughs in disbelief at how much he wanted and still wants to cry over this. I didn't speak to my parents for a month. They took all my memories and put them in a stranger's hands. My childhood's no use to me now. I can't access it except the parts Churchill just happened to be around for. Just a few nights in my bed. That's all I remember. I guess it's good for me now that I'm an adult, having a short memory. Lissa is not sure how to respond to all this. Their food arrives and she says she has to wash her hands before she eats. She gets up and takes her purse with her and as soon as she is in the ladies room, she calls Miss Danny's phone. As the phone rings and rings, and rings, she looks at herself in the mirror, so dowdy in the sleek bathroom of the sushi restaurant, all black marble and charcoal tile. 
She turns away from the mirror, and the phone is still ringing. She starts to hyperventilate a little. She shoves her phone back in her purse, runs her fingertips under warm water, and walks back to the table. Richard's trying to be a gentleman, and it's cute. He hasn't taken a bite yet, but he is more than halfway through the first and only cocktail he plans to order. Everything okay? He says. She hesitates. Feels like she is revealing sin as she admits. I called Miss Danny to check on Asher. He nods, unsurprised, and by now his mouth is full of food. She didn't answer. Richard stops chewing. They both know they're being silly, and yet. Give her five minutes, and then I'll call. Maybe she's in the bathroom. Yeah, or maybe Asher's sleeping and she's got her ringer off. This is an even simpler solution and it makes them both feel better. But whatever conversation they've been working towards fades like distant stars in the dawn sky. Richard does not wait five minutes to call Miss Danny and when he does, his brow furrows. What is it? Lissa asks. He holds the phone up and she shakes her head. He taps on the speaker, and diners three tables away look at them in distaste, but Lissa just says again, what is it? What is coming from Richard's phone sounds almost like a whisper, like a hundred voices whispering at once, like the confused microphone of the baby monitor. He hangs up. He redials, but no one answers. Lissa stands, pulls on her jacket. Lissa he says, but inside he wants her to go. He wants to go. He wants them all home, and he wants them home now. What? He says, nothing. I I'll pay. I'll be right behind you. And she runs away, runs through the restaurant without another word, runs violently and helplessly past black-clad diners, all these people eating sushi on a weeknight. Who do they think they are, anyway? She runs across the parking lot towards her car, but it seems to keep getting further away, a dark mountain set so far against the horizon underneath this infinite sky. She peels away from City Neon and speeds into twisty suburban greens, and a 15-minute drive feels like the whole night has passed. She blows stop signs, idles anxiously into intersections, bounces up onto their driveway and into their garage and runs through the door into the kitchen. Miss Danny's relaxing on the couch, looking at her phone. Are you okay? Lisa asks, and she feels stupid because Miss Danny is very obviously scrolling Facebook or some similar thing. Miss Danny says, You're home early. We called and you didn't answer. Yeah, my phone slipped out of my pocket when I was putting the Asher to bed. It, it, it must have. I just found it. Sorry. Lisa feels like she is supposed to be angry, but says, It's fine. It, it's okay. And then from upstairs, she hears a scream, and suddenly it is not okay. Everything is wrong, but in a way that feels like this is the way things are meant to be. Perfect timing, Miss Danny smiles, and Lissa replies, yeah, lucky me. Thanks for listening to The Baby Monitor, a podcast of family horrors.